Welcome to the Wano Ahu Podcast. I'm Brandi Higa, and today is Thursday, February 1st, 2024. And we're joined this week by Kaili Trask O'Connell, Executive Director for the Mayor's Office of Culture and the Arts, or MOCA. Uh, Kaili, thanks so much for making some time for us. Thanks for having me. Wow, that was a big introduction. <laughs> for, for a big role. You know, this is our first time sitting down with you. Yes. Um, since, you, since you came aboard. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you came from, what prepared you for this role? Um, so I am new to the city and government. My background is all private. Um, probably about 35 years of experience, so I know I'm dating myself. Um, honestly, if you took my career and kind of drew some common denominator lines through throughout my career, I would pick two things, and it would it'd be leadership and uh, marketing communications. So those are common threads that have been throughout my career. Most recently, I have had my own um, leadership company uh, where I was doing consulting and coaching. And prior to that, I was the vice president of sales and marketing and title guarantee, where I led a te uh, team of salespeople as well as marketing teams to help promote title guarantee. Uh, you mentioned that this is your first time in government, new to the city. Um, did you know the mayor prior to taking this position? I did not. And so what was that like? That must have been. Um, I Honestly, he's the reason why I took this position. Mm -hmm. uh, w when I first met with him, well, first of all, I heard about the position, and I didn't know what to expect. So I came in and met with mayor and managing director and deputy managing director, and I was impressed with the mayor, like kind of blown away because he was just so attentive and um, engaging, so easy to talk to. And I, I'll be honest, I was so impressed because I have a long resume because <laughs> I've been working a while and I had a really extensive covered letter. He read every word and had highlights and had specific questions about it that he asked me about. And I was impressed. This is the mayor. He's busy. And he had the time to really take the time to understand who I was. And we really connected. And I, I walked away from there impressed and surprised at how um, engaged um, I was with him and he was with me as well yeah and you know because he is so thorough I'm sure you know he set the, the bar pretty high for you and told you his expectations and yeah. um, so for you coming into this role what's been the toughest part so far I think the adjustment to working for the government it's very different than the private sector in what ways um, budget mm -hmm. <laughs> huge budgets uh, from the, in the private sector um, a lot of uh, rules and, and regulations, and, um, but I also understand why. When we have different administration coming in and out with, with the new um, mayors that come through, I understand why it's so important to have policies in place because I think without those rules in place, you could probably have some um, um, questionable things happening. Um, and, and I think that's important that they have those rules in place for us to follow. And then on the flip side of that, what's been the best thing that's come with this job so far? Um, I would say the, the really good feeling that what I'm doing, I'm doing for the community. And I really felt that this year during the holidays, we all walk in the holiday parades. And walking in those parades and seeing the community out there, uh, for example, for the Kaneohe Parade, that was so fun because we were walking and first of all, Kaneohe represents, like they had like just packed 
every side tents up everyone was super into it and just walking through I just felt super proud to be walking behind the mayor and to be a part of this group that and that was do, what I do contributes to all of these people you know our community that was really powerful and for those who aren't familiar um, and, and maybe you have a better sense of it now since you came on board but what exactly does your office do so MOCA our our main focus is providing cultural and arts opportunities for our community. So whether that's creating um, opportunities for people to attend, creating opportunities for artists, for cultural groups to get involved, everything we're doing is focused on enriching culture and arts within our community. And how, how large is your staff? How many people do you oversee? When I'm fully staffed, I'll be, have six staff. Is that enough? It's for the job you enough. want to do? It's never <laughs> enough. Yeah, I have two event specialists who uh, help run a lot of the events. I have um, an art curator who manages all of our public art. So all of the art throughout the city that, that is owned by the city is managed by our art curator. I have a, a manager of our Mission Memorial Auditorium who's a genius with um, audio, uh, audiovisual services. I also have a sister city's coordinator and she serves as the liaison between the many sister cities we have throughout the world. And so what's your vision for this, this office moving forward? My vision is to continually be thinking out of the box, be asking ourselves, we've already had conversations about what more can we be doing, constantly challenging ourselves to how can we go to the next level, find new opportunities to engage the community. Um, I'd love to increase brand awareness about MOCA. When I tell people I work for MOCA, they're like, what's that? Mm -hmm. You know, um, And I proudly say, hey, I work for the mayor. And what I get to do is work with my team to promote culture and the arts. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> you know, I get to take all my years of experience in leadership and communication and apply that um, and work with my team to collaborate on how we can bring culture and the arts to our community. Yeah, your team, and I know that you work closely with the commission. Yes. Um, on culture and the arts. So what are they responsible for? Um, how often do you meet? What is that relationship like? So the commission is kind of like our board. Um, they are there to hold us accountable. We run things by them. They approve art requests. We get a lot of um, donations, art mm -hmm. donations, and they approve whether or not we're going to accept those donations. Um, they're just really like our sounding board and our guide. And so how often do you meet and who, who makes up that commission? And um, The commission meets every two months. Okay. And we have a variety of talents on that commission. We have some expertise in dance and writing and sculptors and okay. 2D art. Um, we have cultural experts. So it's really neat because we have a variety of strengths on that commission and we can always go to them for guidance. And MOCA, your office was recently the recipient of a Bloomberg grant. Can you talk about that, the process, and, and what that money will be used for? So the process to receive the grant happened before I got here. Mm -hmm. So I literally walked in, I think it was my first week, and it's like, hey, you got a million dollars. But no, it's a huge opportunity. Uh, Bloomberg Philanthropies, I think there was 100, 150 cities who applied for this grant, and in the end there were seven of us who received it. Oh, wow. And it was about answering some social challenges that are going on. And for us, what we submitted was about 
over tourism. And what we came to the table with was Vahipana. Vahipana is about uh, storied places, special sacred places. And what we're going to be doing with the million dollars is identifying places throughout Honolulu where there are really unique stories out there. And we're going to partner cultural experts for each location with an artist. And that artist will create public art based on the stories of that location. And what we're really excited about is this is for locals as well as tourists, because the way it's going to address the over-tourism challenge is it's educating people. You know, along with HTA, with their DMAP, the Destination Management Action Plans, they are focusing on changing the experience for tourists, helping them to understand um, more about Hawaii. It's not just beaches and Mai Tais. You know, that we have a story, and there's so much of a story to tell. So, so through Vahipana and these public art installations that we're going to create, we're hoping to um, not only educate the visitors, but as well as the Kama'aina, so they can go to places and be like, okay, wow, I didn't know that was a history about this place, and, and really engage them in those locations more. So when you say Vahipana, is that new? Is that a city program? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So Vahipana is what the grant is currently called. That's, that's what it was submitted as. Mm -hmm. We're in the process in the very early stages of launching this program. Um, the actual name may change as we begin the branding of it. Um, but yes, it's going to be a program that we're working on for the next two, two years. This first 2024, we'll be working on the, the preparation, the planning, mm -hmm. the identification of sites, and the giving the artists actually time to create the artwork. And then in 2025, we will launch it in a phased process. Um, we'll have a lot of marketing and communications because we really want to engage the community and get them out there and being a part of it. That's exciting. Um, and I know you're talking about new art, but when you look at the art that we currently have in our collection, um, it's vast. And I don't think people realize, you know, you walk into a city building and you might not even notice um, the sculptures and the art on the wall. But for you, what is your favorite piece out of everything we have in the city collection? Okay, I could not. And that's statues that. yes. too. That's like every statue in Waikiki. There's a lot. Oh wow! I like going through my head and all the different pieces of art that are out there. And you know what's been really cool about this job is how much I'm learning. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, cool, we have that. Like, I we have all kinds of different art pieces. Oh God, I don't know. And and what's been cool too is going to these different events. We did the uh, King Kalakaua lay draping. And you hear about the history of that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm working with Chastity, my events manager, on the, we're going to be having the Kalikil Oli. You know, there's just so many different events where we get to be a part of that history and, and honor it. So I didn't answer your question because I really <laughs> can't think of an exact answer on which piece of art I enjoy the most. I'll have to get back to you on that. Okay, we'll have to get you back on the podcast to answer that. Um, what about for the month of February? What can folks expect from MOCA? What kind of events and things in February? I know there's Hawaiian Language Month, there's Black History Month, there's there's a lot going on in February. Yeah, right now, um, this week we'll be having Chinese New Year's. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be fun. I'm going to be representing the mayor on Friday at the opening ceremony. Um, and then, you know, throughout the weekend, the uh, city is co-sponsoring various, the, the many festivities that are going on it for Chinese New Year's. Um, what about for Hawaiian Language Month? Is there anything planned for Hawaiian Language At Month this for this point, year? At this point, no. Okay. 
And I know that um, in previous Mahina um, Allah we celebrated the word on the street campaign. Is that still a thing? Is that an ongoing campaign? If folks see something, can they say something? If there's something spelt wrong or? Uh, yes, that is still a program. If people see um, any Allah Hawaii that is inaccurate, they can email mocha at honolulu.gov to notify us of that. Before we know it, Festpack is going to be here. And for those who aren't familiar, can you tell us what that is? Okay, wow. Festpack <laughs> is huge. Uh, we just came back from a meeting at the governor's office, and the sheer number of individuals who are part of putting this together, I think, represents how amazing uh, Festpack is. Festpack is the, the Festival of Pacific Arts and Culture. And it's really about bringing all of the countries together from the Pacific Rim to celebrate each other's cultures, their history, their art. It's, it's pretty incredible. It happens only every four years. Um, and we, this is the first time the United States is hosting it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's really a big deal. It's a huge endeavor. City itself, we w- uh, will be helping to co-sponsor the Va'a ceremony, which is the opening ceremony at Kualoa, which is just going to be so exciting because literally all of the countries will be coming in on their va through a ceremonial um, opening. And it's, I just think it's going to be really powerful to be a part of that. And so what will this look like um, for members of the public, you know, those who live here and then those visiting as well? Mm-hmm. Is it like a conference where these leaders will go and attend? Is there like a like commerce? Like there'll be like, you know, opportunities to shop, you know, f- buy things from that country or what, what will it look like? All of that, um, they're going to have at the um, convention center, they're literally building villages mm-hmm. um, to represent the various countries. Bishop Museum will be involved. Uh, Capital Modern will also be hosting events. So it's going to be a huge endeavor. And um, there will be more communications coming out as it gets closer, but it's definitely something I think the community should get involved in because it's really a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity because, like, like I said, we were um, – this is the first time the United States is hosting this. But when I think about, you know, dignitaries from all these other countries coming to Oahu, I think of like a UN type of event where there's tremendous amounts of increased security and, you know, all these experts on protocol. So what is it going to take for your office? And, and, you know, I know we're partnering with the state um, to put on an event of this magnitude. It's it's huge. Um MOCA's role is really the leading of and partnering with the FESPEC organization on the VAS ceremony. So we actually have a pretty small role. State is really taking the larger lead on it, and absolutely, there are so many dignitaries and a lot of security involved. It's definitely all hands on deck, and it's been exciting to see everyone from city, state, all the different agencies coming together because everyone's just so proud of this and excited to make it awesome. Okay, so June 5th, the Va'a ceremony, and then Festpack runs from June 6th to the 16th. And we'll probably have more information on the website as we get closer. Absolutely, yes. And I want to ask you about, um, you know, recently, Mayor has been on this podcast and he talked about his State of the City address. Mm-hmm. Um, he had some ideas of hosting it at the Blaisdell, um, but the plans are to have this speech at Mission Memorial Auditorium. You mentioned that that is a, a space that's under your kuleana. Mm-hmm. Um, so that space, what is it used for when it's not being occupied by the mayor's biggest speech of the year? Mission Memorial Auditorium is used for many different events, from um, commission meetings, um, city and state groups contact us to use it, nonprofits can use it, 
performing arts groups have used it in the past as well. So it's a very busy uh, auditorium, but it's really, it's really an awesome auditorium. It's it's small, it's quaint, it's got a nice stage. Um, like I said, our um, audio engineer is amazing and takes care of all of that. Yeah, the reason why I asked that is because I know you mentioned that you came from the private sector, but in this job now, in the capacity um, that you serve, you know, you really are serving the public and you see it in so many different ways through your office. Mm -hmm. I know your title says culture and the arts, but really you do a huge service for those that come in for community meetings, um, for those that maybe don't have a voice and then you help them have a voice through art. But what does that mean to you? Yeah, it's it's been humbling, honestly, um, to learn about how much the city does. That's another thing I've, I've had my, it's kind of been an awakening to me like, wow, the city does all of that. We do um, grounds events or co-sponsored events where peop a nonprofit can come forward and say, hey, can I use your grounds to have our big festival? And we go ahead and we co-sponsor. We, we say, okay, here's HPD. We'll cover this. We'll cover this for facilities. And we take care of so much of it for them. And when you put a dollar figure to it, it's quite significant. So I think that was that's been incredible. Um, and in terms of my my role being in the public, um, that's also been humbling to get to be in front of people and and represent the mayor and our my team, the uh, Office of Culture and the Arts. It's humbling. It really is humbling to get to get up there. And the people are so receptive. You know, mm -hmm. I come and we did a um, at Foster Gardens last week. We had a donation to the city. Someone donated their personal sculpture, and. I came in and they were just so gracious and excited to be donating to us and um, just the positive energy and generosity of the community. And we just had a little kind of ceremony to officially launch, it's not really launching it, but to, to reveal it and like maybe a dozen people there, but it was just, it was really meaningful to be a part of that process. So it's very uh, rewarding. And did you have a role model growing up, or, or do you have one now, or is there anyone that you kind of mimic in, in your leadership style? Yeah, I've had a lot of role models. The one role model I go to is a woman I worked with at Mid-Pacific Institute, um, Edna, Dr. Edna Hussey. She's currently the elementary school principal there. Um, I worked for Mid-Pacific for 10 years as a director of development. And um, I guess she was my role model because she would be someone who would walk into a room and just have such poise and confidence. Often, as on her, the senior leadership team that she was on, she was the only woman on that team. Mm -hmm. And she just held her own and um, advocated for the children, which was her role, and just was so respectful to everyone she was around. So yeah, I would say Edna Hussey was my, has been my role model, and she and I are still very dear friends. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so we talked about um, the grounds, MMA, and you also mentioned at the beginning that you do have someone that helps with our sister city relationships. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Mayor was on recently, and he talked about how he wants to see um, more that we do with those exchanges in terms of business, idea sharing, um, cultural student exchanges, things like that. But for those um, listening, how many sister cities do we have right now, and what do you hope to get out of that? We have roughly... 30 cities throughout 13 different countries in our sister cities program. And what do you hope to see out of those relationships? 
I'd love to take the program to a new level beyond, we do a lot of meet and greets with mayors mm-hmm. when they visit. Um, I'd love to take it to the new level of providing opportunities for those cities to connect with the resources we have here. And then also open those opportunities for us as mm-hmm. well. So if there's something that we're working on that another country and city is already doing really well, we need to leverage that. And I want to make that a resource for the other directors and, and, and people on, a, on the mayor's cabinet. Was that a difficult arena for you to navigate? Because, you know, a lot of people come in and, and maybe, you know, their their expertise is Hawaiian language. Yeah. Or, you know, they grew up, you know, and their parents, you know, cooked Japanese or their parents spoke Korean. But you kind of have to cover all of those bases yeah. as, as a director of this office. Absolutely. Yes, it's hard to... Um, I'm, I do not come in as a cultural expert, but something that I feel strongly about as a leader, when I come to the table as a leader, I do not feel like I need to, or do I expect myself to be an expert at everything? Mm-hmm. That's why I surround myself with amazing people. My team is amazing. And so I surround myself with people that are experts. And then we pull in resources for whatever we're working on. Um, for Chinese New Year, I wanted to do a little part of my um, speech in, in, in on behalf of mayor in Chinese. Oh, so well, I spoke Chinese. Okay, I, I studied Chinese. <laughs> oh my I studied Chinese um, from seventh grade through college. Okay, okay. So I do have, but I haven't really used it. So I've been working with um, a friend of the friend to translate it, so I make sure I have it accurate, and we'll see if I do. In Mandarin it. or Cantonese? Mandarin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but yes, it's it's <sighs> it's hard, but. Really, you just surround yourself. There's other people. We can't be experts at everything. Mm-hmm. So you just surround yourself with the people who um, who have the knowledge. And if you, your immediate team doesn't have it, you reach out. Um, the commission is also a great resource for that as well because they right. are experts in their fields. Well, Kaili, thank you so much for your time. Is there anything we missed? You know, the only other thing I would wrap up with is it's been really wonderful to collaborate with the other departments in the city. Um, for example, we partner a lot with Parks and Rec. Um, in March, we have the 95th Annual Lay Court mm-hmm. that we're going to be partnering with them on, and it'll actually be held in Mission Memorial Auditorium. In May, for the Memorial Day um, observation, we have the SOA Lay events, and we will partner with them on that as well. So the collaboration has been amazing from the cabinet level, mm-hmm. um, the directors working with them. They've been so supportive and so welcoming, and that's that's really been amazing. Um, but then down to our staff. Our, our teams really work well together, very supportive. Um, even with my sister cities program, when we're reaching out for support, when we have dignitaries visiting, we never get pushback. We always get um, support, so that's been amazing. Okay, Lee, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. And if you have a question for Ka'ili or anyone in the Mayor's Office of Culture and the Arts, you can submit your podcast questions by heading to oneoahu.org slash podcast. Mahalo for listening. Until next time, aloha.